unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. I actually believe that when you when you read the Book of Mormon, if you think about all the different names of the plan, it's called the plan of salvation, the plan of happiness. It's never called the plan of punishment. <laughs> it's never called the plan of condemnation. I really think that our Savior is mercy. And that's just manifest so clearly in the temple. Hey everybody, welcome back to Saints Unscripted. We have an awesome episode today. Honestly, I am so looking forward to this conversation. We have Aaron and Julie Banowski here. They live in Dallas, Texas, and they are very passionate about the temple. They've written a, an incredible book, and we're here to talk about that today and, and also just how to have good experiences in the temple. But Aaron and Julie, thank you for being here and welcome. Thanks for having us. Yes, we're so excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, and I'd love you to just give a little introduction uh, of yourselves and kind of how you came on this on this journey of writing a book and, and talking about the temple. Okay, so um, we, during COVID, um, we were we were doing church from home, come follow me at home. And we began writing uh, just about our feelings about the temple. We were missing going to the temple and and having those experiences and just going there and having peace. And we started develop, started talking, having a conversation about it. And then we started writing about it. And it maybe started out like a, a small little, you know, couple of pages, two pages, three pages, and it just grew. Um, we initially wrote this for our family. These are all the things that we have learned from the temple and we wanna share it with our, with our kids so that they know how we feel about our Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Parents, how we feel about the Savior, our testimony. And, um, and, and if we wanted to leave that legacy for them. If they ever questioned anything about us, here is what we, how we feel and experiences that we've had in the temple. And That's so amazing. as it grew and we started to share it with others and, um, and someone gave us some really great advice. He's like, I really, there's a lot of doctrine in here but we really, I really love the stories. Can you share more stories? Uh, so we, we, so we started adding more stories. So it really adds a, uh, a real personal aspect. So you learn a little bit about, um, you know, uh, things that are in our temple worship, and then um, you learn how people have applied it in their personal lives. And, and that really is the focus of what we wanted to do. There's so many great books and resources that are about the temple help you learn the history, the symbolism, just wonderful resources. But what we found is that there weren't a lot of books about how to learn from the temple. How does someone go there and say, how do I really get more out of my experience? And so that was the, kind of the focus. And so we, we had this great manuscript and I said, Julie, I'm gonna send this to a publisher. And she said, well, you're just a dude. No one's going to publish this thing. And so, you know, being the loving wife that she is, right? <laughs> Build you up. Your last name isn't Monson or McConkey. You know, we, we, we don't have a lineage of that. So anyway, we're, we're like, we're just people. <laughs> so I said, and, and the, the publisher, Cedarport, said, we love it because there isn't anything like this out there. There isn't anything that really helps people get out of the temple. And so it was just a kind of an unexpected journey yeah. for us, but one that we have just really enjoyed. 
one comment that, that, that one of our readers gave us, which we, we loved, she said, I read it and it was so simple that I could actually use it to teach my children. And she said, the thought that came to me is that this is come follow me for the temple. She's like, it's just a simple guide into how to get more for the temple. And we just have loved that, yeah. that, that someone would find it, that it's, it's broad enough that an adult can read it. But it's also simple enough that you could use it to teach your your teenagers, even your primary children, concepts that would help them when they go to the temple someday. I did notice that in the writing because I haven't read the whole book, but I read the first several pages. And I felt that the the way that you speak is very um, just understandable for a wide audience, which is so important, especially for something like the temple, which can be intimidating for people like the the terminology and the concepts. Um, and I just think this is wonderful that, that you have written this because and like as a missionary, I, I taught people about the temple. You know, I, I gave them like the the brief synopsis or or in what I'm doing now. And often we say, you know, the temple is a sacred place where we go and we make covenants or we make promises with God and we learn. And mm-hmm. and sometimes I would think like, what does that learning look like? And I noticed that you guys pointed that out in your book. You said, we designed this book to help you learn from the temple. That's so I guess, I guess I'm wondering, like, based on your own experiences, what can that kind of look like for someone who, who wants to learn more from the temple? What are some ways that they can do that? Sure. Well, let, well, let me give you the framework we use in the book. It's, it's one so you can, you can understand how we set this up. Um, so say you, you want to learn something from the temple. Um, say you're having an issue uh, with a friend. You say, we well, have this really difficult issue with a friend, and you know, I'm trying to figure out how to solve it. We all have these kind of things in our lives. Well, the first thing to do is say, okay, what doctrine or concept might help me here? So I'll use an example. You might say, you know, this person really deserves to kind of have you know, a bad outcome because they did something that was bad. But maybe I need to think about the, the term mercy. Maybe I need to think about how could mercy apply? So you go and you study mercy, you go into the scriptures, you go into conference talks, you really kind of get that into your mind. Well, the next time you go to the temple, you say, I'm going to look for where I learn about mercy. Joshua is going to learn that one thing. So maybe you're going to do seedings that day, or maybe you're even going to do baptisms that day, or you're going to do an endowment. So I, you, you think in your mind, I'm going to look for mercy. And when you go with a prayer in your heart, the spirit will start to show you the concept of mercy in what you're learning and the spirit will start talking to you. But when you get back home, you can jot those thoughts down and maybe ask them, is there anything more I should be learning? And maybe some more thoughts come to your mind and you write those thoughts down and then you can take that concept and start applying it and say, well, with this issue I've been having with my friend, maybe that's how I need to deal with this issue. And then that inspiration will come and think about that. If you did that, Year after year, all of a sudden, the temple becomes a place of learning because you're learning about concepts that are very defined. You take into the temple, and what um, because our life is always changing, circumstances are always changing in our life. It it is literally something that you can go back and see. Oh, that's you know, what am I learning about mercy or agency or you know, the law of consecration? You know, what is it that I'm learning now? Because I, I feel like we're always learning and growing. And so the book can continue in helping you progress and in your learning and growing. And there's little journal areas for uh, you to write. But, you know, I think how we kind of established that way of learning was every time we would go to the temple, I mean, we still do this now, um, 
at the end, when we're in this in the special room, we sit and have a conversation about what stood out to you today. And, and you know, so if you kind of create that pattern of what stood out to me, what was impressionable to me, um, and that's a, another way of, of learning in the temple. And we have a conversation about it. Every time there's something that stands out different, even seeing, you know, the same things, there's always something different and new to learn. It's making me think of like how we approach the scriptures or how we approach our patriarchal blessings. You know, the temple is like a tool that we can use for learning, just like all of those other things, just like conference talks, just like the scriptures, the Book of Mormon, the Bible. Um, I, I love this perspective that you're offering. And I think that can help a lot of people make a lot more of their temple experience instead of just going to the temple just because it's something we should do. Obviously, that's that's a good thing to do. I'm glad we're going to the temple anyway, but like <laughs> go to the temple no matter what. But if you can make it a, a more just a more enlightening experience for yourself, then mm -hmm. I think that's a great way to do that. So one thing that you guys pointed out in your book, you mentioned this before, is the experiences. You you share personal experiences in this book, which is so valuable for people. Do you have any experiences that you could share with us? Um, so one of the experiences that um, I think helped me um, as being a regular temple worshiper, um, when I was first called as a State Relief Society president, um, we were having our women's conference and I was just pondering about the needs of sisters in our, in our stake and what do they need. And it was really interesting as I was praying about it and, and learning from the other Relief Society presidents kind of what the needs were in their ward, um, this, it you know, it just kind of came to me of uh, finding peace in Christ. Uh, when I presented that to our uh, Relief Society uh, presidency, uh, it was really interesting. One of the sisters was in the previous Relief Society presidency, and she said, that's what we were going to do. I had no idea. And so it really made, it, it turned out to be a wonderful women's conference. And, you know, I think attending the temple and um, and kind of, you know, making covenants and keeping those covenants op opens up blessings for us where like one of the blessings is receiving revelation, right? Well, well the story that, that I'll share is uh, not quite as uh, deeply spiritual as my wife's story, but it's a very real one. And it, so Julie and I were high school sweethearts. We went, we met in the high school band, a high school marching band. Well, my awesome. beginnings in that high school marching band, it was a state championship band, very competitive. Uh, this is in Tennessee. Uh, was very, very poor. So I was a freshman in high school and a friend said, hey, do you want to sign up for this uh, band? We're going to the Rose Bowl the next year. We were only one band is selected from each state and our band had been selected from wow. Tennessee that marched in the Rose Bowl. It, I, it was the end of my freshman year and I said, well, I'll, I'll join the band. Well, you know what you do when you're 14, you just kind of hang out all summer and don't do much of anything and mm -hmm. you know, hang out with your friends and not be very responsible. Well, little did I know that I was supposed to attend a band camp and percussion camp and all these, I was supposed to have my music memorized and all those things. I mean, this is a state championship band. Well, when I show up at the band director's door, of course I got, you know, uh, a harsh talking to you, let's put it that way. They were a strict band <laughs> and they were gonna cut me. And I just begged them, please, I wanna be part of this. They said, well, here's what we'll do. We're gonna allow you to be an equipment manager. They call them the band manager. So basically you can carry the equipment around 
But if you work hard enough and if you learn the music and can prove that you can do it, we won't let you march this season, but we'll let you be in the Rose Bowl and march the bass drum in the Rose Bowl. Oh, cool. So they put it on me to learn. So they extended me mercy. I, it, justice was due. Like I should have been cut. <laughs> like that should have not, I should have had no chance of being in this very prestigious band, but they were merciful. And so I worked really hard and I earned a spot to be in the Rose Bowl parade. Now, Julie and I hadn't met at that point. So me being in that band and actually being a band manager, I sat down in the first row near the flutes and she, there was this pretty blonde flautist down there that I met when I was sitting down there. So maybe me being a band manager was a good thing. Um, and so and so that idea of justice and mercy in our life, it, it, it works. We learn that at the temple. We learn that sometimes we do things where justice is due. But I actually believe that when you when you read the Book of Mormon, if you think about all the different names of the plan, it's called the plan of salvation, the plan of happiness. The last one it's called is the plan of mercy. It's never called the plan of punishment. <laughs> it's never called the plan of condemnation. I really think that our Savior is mercy. And that's just manifest so clearly in the temple. And, and that's one of those kind of tender uh, stories that I have for my life that, that I can tie together with concepts that are in the temple that I can use when other opportunities for justice and mercy show up in my life. And if I say, which should I err on? I think the Savior would want me to think about mercy and how his, his mercy and how my mercy could be, or, you know, could be qualified for. I love that. And I love that you guys talked about these experiences. They're real life experiences, but also they apply so much to the temple. And I think we can find throughout our lives parallels and commonalities of our experiences and the temple and things that we're learning there. So I, I love that you shared those. Thank you guys for sharing your thoughts and experiences and your passion for going to the temple. Um, where can we find your book? Where can our audience go and, and get their hands on it? Yeah, so you um, you can find it, of course, at Cedar Fort um, Publishing and Media. Find it at Desert Book. You okay. can find it at Target, Walmart, uh, Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble. Uh, so pretty much uh, Seagull Books. Uh, so Yeah. Um, we'll put links below as well to um, so people can find your book as well. One, one thing, there, there's, we, we'll give you a link to our website, free resources. We were actually temple prep teachers in our award. We, we created a temple prep material. So if people are, are wanting to kind of look either for themselves or if they're teaching it, we've got resources there. We've got a blog where people share their temple experiences. Uh, and, and we've had some really great experiences that people have shared of, of how they use the temple. So we just wanted to make a site where people could just continue to find resources to just help them learn from the temple and so we'll, we'll give you that link as well okay perfect i love that aaron and julie thank you so much for coming on our show today thank you for this conversation i have learned a lot you're welcome, you're welcome. thanks for having us yes thank you for having us hey everyone if you guys have questions for them please leave them in the comments please subscribe and follow our channel if you haven't because we get to talk to amazing people like julie and aaron and hear people's experiences. So we love you all and have an amazing day. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.